Thanks for tuning in for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church of Imperial Valley. We would love to help you plan your visit, so we encourage you to visit our website at www.cccciv.org for service times and our events calendar. Or get the app. You'll find the Christ Community Church IV mobile app in your app store for Apple or Android devices. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, When your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and a thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Then it shall be in you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify Gee, this day that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. And let's just have a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. It is true. We thank you for the fact that we can read it publicly in this place and talk about it. And teach it and learn it. Lord, may we treasure your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. 
Well, we're in this series of uh, spiritual disciplines, as you know, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about the various uh, disciplines that we practice in the Christian life. And when people think of the spiritual disciplines, it's rare they will ever think of remembrance. When they think of the spiritual disciplines, they're generally thinking of prayer, Bible reading, fasting, giving, but it's very, very rare, and not many people talk about it, as a matter of fact, that they think of the discipline of remembrance. And it is just as important of a spiritual discipline as the others. In fact, when you read the Old Testament, God had instituted the feast to Israel so that they would be reminded of God's faithfulness. You and I have holidays that we celebrate in this country so that we don't forget important things. Memorial Day, we are reminded of those who have given their lives in war to protect the freedoms of this country. Veterans Day, we are reminded to honor those who had served in our armed forces. When we think of Christmas coming up, we're reminded of the birth of Jesus Christ. When we think of Easter, and Easter rolls around this next year, we're reminded of the resurrection. Good Friday, we're reminded of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. We need reminders because we are a forgetful people. We tend to forget pretty easily, don't we? In fact, one latest survey among 2,000 adults found that most of the people had forgotten over 1,400 things in one year. The most common being leaving without your phone, where your keys are, and misplacing your wallet. And ladies, it should be noted that 56% of guys really rely on you in a relationship to remember things. The opposite is said for you men. Most women say they can't rely on their other half to remember things. This also explains why in a relationship women tend to have the better memory of the two. And even more proof is that guys are also more forgetful on passing on important messages, sending emails, birthdays and anniversaries, etc., etc., etc. And this particular study that I had read had listed the top 50 things that people forget. And I'm just going to read you the top 10 and you can probably relate to this. Number one, forgetting what you went into a room for. (laughs) Two, misplacing your keys. Three, forgetting things on your grocery list. Four, people's names when you're introduced to them. Where you put your pen. (laughs) Taking meat out to defrost is number six. Forgetting to respond to an email is number seven. Number eight is forgetting to post something. Number nine is forgetting what you're searching for online or on the computer. Number 10 is forgetting where the car was parked. I did that the other day. I've done that a few things, and I go out to the parking lot. First thing I think of is that somebody stole my car. (laughs) Another survey added to their top 10 list, forgetting passwords and what you ate for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. When you look at the list, though, it's pretty easy to see that none of those things that you forget will affect your life in any serious way. All the lists, not one of them mention forgetting God. But the Bible does stress the importance of remembering God and not forgetting God. And that's especially true of our passage here this morning. 
And I want to talk to you about two things out of this passage. One is the danger of forgetting God. And two, the delight of remembering. The delight of remembering. So remember that. The danger of forgetting and the delight of remembering. Now, in our passage, the children of Israel are on the east side of the Jordan River getting ready to cross over into the promised land. And Deuteronomy is all about Moses preaching to the people. He's preaching a series of three sermons to them, and they're the final instructions that he's giving the children of Israel before they go into the promised land. These are their marching orders. These are the things that they are to remember most. In chapter 8 here, we see that God is warning them to never forget about Him. Look at verse 2. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you out all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. Look at verse 11. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. Look at verse 18. And you shall remember that the Lord your God. Verse 19. Then it shall be if you by any means forget the Lord your God. So over and over again, just in this chapter, we see the reminder of remembering God and the warning of not forgetting God. Now you would think it would be impossible for the children of Israel to even forget about God. I mean, after all, if you think about their deliverance, here they are, slaves in Egypt. God miraculously intervenes and He leads them through the wilderness, supernaturally, and provides for them, provides the food they need, provides the water they need. I think the culmination of their deliverance was at the Red Sea. The Red Sea crossing, here they are, their backs are against the Red Sea. The Egyptian army is charging with their chariots. And what does God do? He parts the Red Sea, brings the children of Israel through the Red Sea crossing safely, and then drowns the army, the Egyptian army. And they all are toast at the Red Sea. And so you think about these things. How could anybody who was involved in that ever forget about the Lord? How could they forget about the Lord? And yet when you read the book of Numbers about their wilderness wanderings, you begin to see that the people forget about God and they remember the wrong things. In fact, in Numbers chapter 11, the people begin to complain to God. And as they're complaining to God, they say this in chapter 11, verses 5 to 6. We remember the fish that we freely ate in Egypt. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. Really? I mean, that's what they remember? I mean, this wasn't long after God had brought them through the Red Sea that now they're all of a sudden remembering back in Egypt? They're saying, man, we had a good back there. We had fish to eat. But they forgot the most important things. In Egypt, they were slaves. In Egypt, they were in bondage. They forgot that God had miraculously delivered them. Now, let me say this. When the Bible speaks about forgetting God, it is not like they woke up one morning and forgot there's this supreme deity named Yahweh. They didn't get up in the morning and they didn't just, God slipped their mind and That's not what it's speaking about. It's not like forgetting where you put your keys or forgetting where you parked your car. This God was always around, but when it speaks of forgetting God, it's talking about turning their back on God and walking away from Him. 
That's what it's speaking about. Now, in that sense, I could see why the people were forgetting God. Forgetting God has to do with everything in our relationship with Him. It's not like, oh boy, we forgot He exists. Forgetting God begins with disobedience. Look at verse 11. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes, which I command you today. It begins with disobedience to God's Word. I want you to see that because when God talks about forgetting Him, He equates it with disobedience to His commandments, to His Word, to His law. And that's where forgetting God begins. In your own life, the times that you walked away from the Lord when you failed to obey His Word, when you failed to honor His judgments and honor His commandments, those times that you walked away, that's forgetting God. It's disobedient those times you walked away from church. Those times that you just quit praying one day. You woke up in the morning and you said, man, I've had enough of this spiritual stuff. I don't have time to pray anymore. I don't have time to read the Bible anymore. In fact, I'm tight on resources now and I don't have money to give. That's forgiving God because we're disobeying His commandments. So when the Bible says, don't forget the Lord, He's talking about beginning with His commandments, beginning with His judgments, not walking away from His Word. There's so many people today that take God's Word for granted. They wake up one, it's like they wake up on Monday and they're not even a Christian. It's like they wake up on Monday morning and they forget that God spoke this word that they heard on Sunday morning, and it's like He's no longer a part of their life. And that's what it is. It's acting like God doesn't exist. Whenever you disobey God's word, it's like acting like He doesn't even exist. You know He's there though. You know He had saved you. You know that He redeemed you. You know the work that He's done in your life. But it's just, man, you're not putting His Word into practice. So it always begins, forgetting the Lord always begins with disobeying His Word. In fact, He equates it, forgetting the Lord by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes, which I command you today. Forgetting the Lord leads to idolatry. Look at verse 19. Forgetting the Lord leads to idolatry. Verse 19. Then it shall be if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. So forgetting the Lord is always going to lead to idolatry. It's always going to lead to idolatry in your life. Whether it's you that set yourself up on the throne or you've got something else in your life that you put on the throne, it's always going to move your heart towards that and you're going to become entrenched in idolatry. So it begins with disobedience to God's Word. It leads to idolatry, but it results in death. Look at verse 20. As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Verse 19, at the end he says, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. You forget the Lord. Always leads to death. You know, there was a mentor of mine when I first became a Christian, and he was an important part of my life. He, he was a committed follower of Jesus Christ. He was a teacher of God's word. 
he, he loved God's Word, and he had a tremendous impact on my own life. And I needed that in my life at the time. I needed somebody who was going to speak into my life. When you become a Christian and you become new, you need those people in your life. That's why you need to surround yourself with seasoned saints that are going to speak truth into your life. And I was a part of his Bible studies. I had sat at church and I heard him teach on Wednesday nights. And, and more than just a mentor, he was a good friend of mine. And he was totally committed to serving the Lord. Then all of a sudden, he started to pursue an education. And he earned a couple degrees. And then he pursued a new career. And he was becoming prosperous. He was becoming successful. And before you know it, he had walked away from the Lord. We didn't see him in church anymore. He wasn't there. And then before you know it, he walked away from his family. He left his wife, left his son. And he, he walked away from the Lord and he began an affair. He began an adulterous relationship. And I was blown away at this because those guys always are part of you. It doesn't matter. They spoke into your life early on. They're spiritual parents to you. So it grieved me. And I was baffled through this whole thing. And he continued this relationship. And even though my wife and I tried to jump in and we tried to stop it, and we, we had him coming to church for a little while, but he just was set on walking away from God. He totally forgot the Lord. And then in his 40s, he got lung cancer. And he had never smoked in his life. He got lung cancer. My last visit with him was at the emergency room in Brawley where they had him on a ventilator. I saw him die there. And I'm not saying that his death is a result of walking away from the Lord, but it can be. It can be a physical death. God may take somebody home early. When you ask me, do you say, was he saved? I believe he was. And I believe in the last moments of his life that he would cry out to the Lord, you know, because of what was instilled in him. And, and I'm not the judge of that. And I'm not saying that he died because he walked away from the Lord, but I believe there are people that die physically when they walk away from the Lord and God takes them home in His grace. But minimal, you die spiritually. Minimal, you die spiritually. That you forget about the Lord, you walk away from the Lord, you disobey His Word, you get caught in idolatry, you will die spiritually. I see people dying on a regular basis on the vine. Because they forgot the Lord. There's two reasons that I want to give you this morning of why people forget the Lord out of our passage. One is pride. One is pride. Look at verse 14. When your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, when your heart is lifted up, when your heart is lifted up. Verse 17, then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. You could even write down if you want that this is pride due as a direct result of prosperity. That this is pride as a direct result of prosperity. That when the people became prosperous, their heart got lifted up and they forgot about the Lord. And it begins by saying, man, I built my life. 
It's funny because when you talk to people in the pit of their life, they have no problem giving glory to God. They have no problem giving God the glory, saying, man, God is putting my life back together, but it's after a while of walking with God and your life becomes prosperous, you get a few things, you get a little bit fat, that people begin to forget about the Lord and its pride is the root of it. When your heart is lifted up, and if you want to know how your heart gets lifted up, just start to shift the glory from God to yourself. Just begin to think that you're the one who had the power to make wealth. That you're the one. I'm not doubting that you have an education that, that has helped and attributed and contributed to that. I believe that, that God adds His blessings to many people that have worked hard and, and all of that. But it's God who gives us health. It's God who gives us the air that we breathe. It's God who gives us the power to make wealth. The second thing I want to bring up is pain. And I want you to see verses 15 to 16. Another reason people forget the Lord is because of pain in the past. Who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which there were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water. Who brought water for you out of the flinty rock. Who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers did not know that he might humble you. That he might test you to do you good in the end. Now, look at that, the way the wilderness is described. It's described as a great and terrible wilderness. It's described with fiery serpents and scorpions. It's described as a thirsty land with no water. And, and this, these are seasons in our own lives. Oftentimes you'll hear Christians speak of the wilderness that they go through in life. It's a dry time. It's a time where they may be under attack by Satan, but they're going through these unusual times of trials and they're important in the life of a believer because it is in those times where God actually is trying to bring us to a greater dependence upon him but all of us have these painful things in the past that we would just as soon forget we just soon forget those times think about it what are the most painful times in your life and people want to forget about those completely. And I don't blame you. I mean, who wants to remember those difficult times when you were at your worst and at your lowest? Who wants to remember those things? For some of you, it just brings back a flood of bad memories. But I believe that when we forget about those times, we forget something very special. That God was with us. That God was with us during those times. It doesn't just talk about a great and terrible wilderness. It doesn't just talk about the fiery serpents and scorpions. But if you look at the beginning of that verse, it says, He is the one who let you. He is the one who let you. Now, all of us have those times in our life where it just wasn't going well. I mean, I look at my own life, the worst season in my life, without a doubt, worst, hands down season in my life was in 1991. My whole life fell apart from around me. I mean, literally, everything just started to disintegrate. And I'm not saying it's anybody's fault but mine. I, they were due to decisions, Garcelle was gone, my career was gone, everything was gone in 1991, and that was the worst time of my life. In fact, I remember times of crying. I remember times of, 
of even saying at the moment, not even knowing God, saying, why God? Not even knowing Him, but, 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 but asking Him questions like that. Why God? Why? Why this? Why that? And they were a result of my own decisions, but they were so bad, all you can do is sit in a corner and cry. Thanks for tuning in for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. Christ Community Church has campuses in El Centro, Calexico, and Brawley with services in English and in Spanish. Your kids are going to love our kids' church. Plus, we have a lively youth ministry and young adults group. You're welcome to call the church office at 760-337-9400 with your questions. Or leave us a message on the Christ Community Church IV mobile app, the cccivy.org website, or direct message us on social media. We are really looking forward to meeting you. So again, the website is www.cccivy.org or call 760-337-9400 so we can plan your visit.